we are not actually living in a patriarchy, they say. We are living in a pure-archy, like the tyranny of the boys, the immature men. Because there are no men that are that are ruling us in that sense. And I, I found that perspective a bit refreshing in that way. Both mm-hmm. men and women are victims mm-hmm. of this tyranny of the boys, like this Lord of the Flies thing going on. <laughs> Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciant and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and in embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello and welcome, my dear friends. Chaitanya here to introduce our newest episode, Here, Sanyasi Shivani sits with guest Torgrim Melamstena, and they have a very engaging conversation about divine masculinity. Torgrim and his co-host Mikhail host their podcast in the Borderlands. They are professional storytellers. Torgrim has dedicated much of his life force to his exploration and embodiment of divine masculinity. In this first part of the interview, we get to learn about his journey into accepting and integrating his masculinity. We hear about his encounters with masculine Jungian archetypes and enjoy a beautiful story about his relationship with a wounded tree. We hope you enjoy this wonderful interview and invite you to check out their mysterious and beautiful podcast, In the Borderlands. So, good morning. Mm. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Here. I am not an interviewer, so this is all right. Is this your first a real or... treat? This is a real treat for me. Mm. Um, so, oh, wonderful. so my dear, uh, I want I want to call you a friend because uh, we've had yeah. such a wonderful uh, handful of interactens together. Um, Torgrim Stena from Norway. Mm-hmm. And yes. you have that amazing podcast, Into the Borderlands. Is it in, Into in the, the Borderlands? borderlands but, uh, in the Borderlands. In, in, um, in, yeah. In the Borderlands. Prepositions yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Important. Uh, so thanks for being willing to sit down with me today to talk about divine masculinity um, as a professional mm. storyteller uh, mm-hmm. and somebody who has really committed a lot of life force to their own explanation, uh, exploration of what divine masculinity is and how to embody that. Mm. I'm really excited about talking to you about it. 
Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, um, it's it's funny because uh, uh, when you say that, I can feel my body um, light up in response. But mm -hmm. I but I would I would never I would never I would never ever have said that about myself, or even uh, you know thought that but my, my, my body seems to <laughs> seems to <laughs> seems to agree, agree with your yeah with your kind of uh, proposition there that uh, that's part part of at least a big part of my journey and yeah I mean you know I've I've uh, um, as, I, as I just mentioned to you before we recorded that I, uh, I I feel like I've used a lot of time just resisting masculinity or this mm -hmm. at least this kind of this idea or the cultural idea of masculinity not uh, and not in a sense. That, I mean, I, I, I've always known, you know, in, in in these terms of being straight and so on. I've always I always felt like where my sexuality was, but this idea of masculinity. I grew up uh, in a very. I grew up with a lot of women, mm -hmm. and I felt a lot more intuitive. I mean, connected to the intuitive realms and going within and dreaming and fantasizing and. Uh, and and I I was I was never, I mean I've always been extremely impractical as a person, and mm -hmm. uh, I re, I connected masculinity or this cultural idea of masculinity with being practical, especially here in Scandinavia too where I where I'm mm -hmm. from uh, with kind of building stuff this kind of old fashioned ideas, um, and uh, I had a I mean. Uh, but I, but I did I did have like a, a good role model in my grandfather who was quite a you know a, 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 who who was who was kind of strict and had borders but still was really a heart heart centered man who told me a lot of stories and probably is the reason why I became a storyteller in the end. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, I um, hmm. well let's let's define. Let's, from your own mm. perspective, from your own experience, what does divine mm. divine masculinity actually even mean to you? Like, what does the term mean? The term means... To me, it means like a sense of uh, centeredness mm -hmm. and uh, calm and focus not like a rigid focus but like a, a soft focus but still like a, like a presence and, uh, and this 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 force that just that uh, it, it means clarity of will but not in a way it not in a, not a will that enforces itself upon others as mm -hmm. uh, something that is clear and like uh, and, and there's something firm and uh, firm about that energy something that is um uh, not wishy washy also is able to hold what yeah not wishy washy not no, no, not it is it, it know it, it knows what it wants uh, but it but it's but it's like a, but it's not like a, a, a you know it, it is it is it is it is also able to hold space i find right uh, and to and to um and it's uh, but it, but but I but I also find that it can have you know it can have many there are to me at least there are different possible archetypes within that aspect as well. I mean you have uh, you can have you can have this the the, this, the sense of the the, the the protective energy can be part of it, but you can also have the more you know 
the, the sage aspect can be part of it. The seer, uh, yeah. But these things, mm, the seer, yeah. But uh, and of course, as you say, we have both divine masculine and divine feminine. I I once was part of a, a like a workshop where you're supposed to kind of it's called it was called Vox Viva Voices of Life and uh, they use this kind of technique where they where you try to connect with different archetypes uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, mirror it in your voice. Mm-hmm. and uh, then you have the light and the dark feminine the light and the dark masculine and uh, I was very much related to you know the, the light masculine which is a lot about ta-ta, the, the going out and the, the, this, this heroic uh, external <laughs> I am going to conquer the world and, uh, right. and I, I, I am kind of like yeah, yeah this kind of thing and then, uh, but then <clears throat> the dark masculine, I could not, I could not, I mean, I, I thought to myself, I can't have a low voice. My, my voice doesn't go down. So I tried to connect to this dark masculine archetype, but I couldn't mm-hmm. make it. And then we tried with the dark feminine archetype, mm-hmm. like uh, think the death goddess. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and suddenly as I started uh, moving, moving myself and kind of channeling that, suddenly I went deeper. So in a sense, and I could, I had a, a deeper voice than I ever had before. So it's funny to me, like funny to me in the way that we talk about masculine and feminine. My journey actually towards understanding and respecting and seeing, uh, like having a, getting a new uh, new perspective and valuation of the masculine or the divine masculine went in a way through the feminine for the me. Feminine, right? Kind of feminine in the sense, like in, in like what I see as you know, softness, opening, receiving, mm-hmm. reception, also being able to kind of. Uh, um, bit into it, yeah. Uh, and uh, because I just remember that so well that when I when I when I went into this kind of uh, really mother mother slash death goddess in my body, I was able to go deeper. And then from from there, I I I, I, I continued. Mm-hmm. I I tell a lot of stories, and in the my earlier stories were all about these tata men. <laughs> you know, those who went out. And <laughs> one of the first again? stories I told was about <laughs> Kasat. <laughs> Ta-ta! And one of my, actually, one of the first, like, shows I made was basically based on Casanova's autobiography. So there you go. (laughs) He's he's not a very, very grounded fellow. Uh, But but then slowly and surely that that has changed as well. Um, What you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is so beautiful in that it very much mirrors the Shiva Shakti understanding um mm, in tantric mm. philosophy in that shakti is this um frequency of creation and holding and softening and Indeed. and expansion and that um but it's actually that those characteristics in its in its seed form as though the shakti is like the flower it is what has come out mm. of it but in its seed form is actually the divine masculine which is that shiva energy where mm. it's the mm. it's the softness and the and the poise and the and the ability to act when needed and not act when not needed and knows what it wants and blah 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 mm. blah, but before it's actually manifested. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's really beautiful to you know connect to those aspects of the divine masculine actually moving it from the divine feminine into that. It's like reversing the flower. Mm. Mm. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I came to kind of uh, 
accept myself too. And in a, in a sense, mm-hmm. like personally, I had, uh, you, you know, uh, through most of my life, I had cut off the lower part of my body mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just existed from the heart in a way, from this right. tata space, <laughs> but, yeah. but also from a very caring, empathetic, uh, what, what I saw as, you know, f- feminine in that sense space. And I was kind of just like rejecting the lower half right. in a sense because I saw it as dangerous because I also, I was kind of, I did not want to be a man because being a man meant some things. It meant being abusive, uh, right. it meant being uh, of, uh, offensive, even though, of course, I, I knew that, I mean, I was sure, of, I knew I was a man too. I mean, I didn't have any, I, I had an identity as a man, just not any man I could see <laughs> out there. Uh, right. So I just basically kind of, um, uh, yeah, so, but 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 that that part as well came came to a sort of fruition. I mean, I one of the I I once took part in ten years ago actually, uh, almost to the day, I uh, attended. I was newly single. I was like, uh, what is happening in my world? I, I, my my kind of my foundation is gone. And I went to a course about tra- trauma course related to love and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is I, I have to go there. I felt this is where I need to go. Uh, there were supposed to be eight women and three men attending. Right. Uh, two of those men, uh, they they decided to cancel on the day that the workshop started. So I was the only man, and I felt like, no, right. not again, and not with this subject, please. Right. <laughs> it's like, luckily, there were two two therapists, a man and a woman. Yeah. Right. So I just latched onto this man uh, because I was like, okay, at least uh, I can be here because of you. Because I felt I felt yeah. so I can't go into this subject and be the only man here. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's not the. Uh, yeah, because that's that's been the story of my life a lot. But I've always been in these situations where I am usually the only man, right. uh, or at least one of very few men. Uh, also, because you are you go towards the if you if you are if your tendency is towards more of the spirit and empathy and and love, then then that's usually been the case. But I but this therapist he 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 gave me this tip of his, about this book, this neo Jungian book about masculine archetypes. Mm-hmm. about the king the warrior ma- the magician and the lover and i found that really helpful also to further mm-hmm. my journeys towards the divine masculine and i could to see give you something actually... to focus on rather than focusing yeah, on what exactly. not to be to focus on what exactly to be, which is so important because we so indeed as a culture, you need we're... that example exactly yeah. yeah and so and so i i mean um so i i saw uh and i realized that yeah i have the one I had a lot of was the magician, the kind of the tricksterish figure that kind of is right. borderless, aka in the borderlands. Uh, right. Because I feel quite about not being so 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 fixed. But then, and the lover I had some some of as well. But the the king and the warrior needed some work. I realized uh, because mm-hmm. I, I was especially the warrior I was rejecting, but mm-hmm. I could see. Then I started to communicate with them, seeing them like imagining them in, together with me, and they started to give me advice. Right. And uh, that was quite quite helpful. I remember right. specific. So the king specifically, he helped me a lot to to get further and, and to to meet all these kind of issues that I was having. I mean, uh, one of my uh, one of the issues that I that I struggled a lot with was this idea that everything is my fault. Right. Uh, and at one point, when I was really having that feeling, and I imagined the king sitting on his throne, my my king. And I tried to ask him as I was in the depth of this, you know, despair of feeling everything. What what does this feeling look like? 
and he looked at me and then he looked in front of his throne and I could see materialize in my inner eye but in the space mm -hmm. like this kind of uh, weird gremlin like creature made of quicksilver with uh, its its arms were like uh, uh, nine tailed whips and it was whipping right. its back while running around in a circle and saying everything is my fault everything is my fault everything is my right. fault and the king looked at me and raised an eyebrow and then I <laughs> fell apart laughing <laughs> Right, and that's that's been the way the the king has really the king has been also when I found this king archetype he's really helped me to, towards you know taking away those old the fear the guilt the shame of the boy because what what that book also mentioned which I found quite profound I really like that that we are not actually living in a patriarchy they say we are living in a pure archy like the tyranny of the boys the immature men because there mm -hmm. are no men that are that are ruling us in that sense and I I found that perspective a bit refreshing in that way both mm -hmm. men and women are victims mm -hmm. of this tyranny of the boys like this lord of the flies thing going on up yeah there because it's uh because it's we are we are run by you know i also in this uh another therapeutic session i use most of my 30s in therapy uh right. to, to deal with this and to deal with these wounds because that's that's yeah, a good yeah. time to do it and uh, i i came quite I mean, I, I, I had this uh, breakthrough in a group session uh, where uh, I went through the, so many stages from from really, yeah, because I, I wanted to escape. And then the therapist said, look at your legs. You don't want to be here. And my legs were like really standing on, on the tip of their toes. And I realized, ah, yeah, I've been trying to escape all my life. I don't want to materialize. I don't want to be in this body, in this male body. I, I feel mm -hmm. so, but now I want to be here. And so I pushed my feet down. And then my body just, I went through, so then the rage came. Uh -huh. I started to shout, like uh, this rage that I had never expressed because I'd been pushing it down because I saw it as dangerous. And then right. after the rage came the Tears. Uh, um, grief, yes. And after yeah. the grief came came the, the, the empathy, the love. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then when that had happened, suddenly it's set up a chain reaction. Everyone else in the in that space started reacting on their own traumas, <laughs> and and right. it was one man sh you shouting because door. he was angry at his father, hitting the hitting the wall, and there were women, uh, women and men doing the, all these different things, crying, uh, shouting. There was anger and there was grief and everything, and I was sitting, and then everything had left me, kind of. So I was sitting in the I was sitting in the middle of the space. And I realized I was sitting like uh, in in lotus position, <laughs> like uh, like some kind of uh, you know uh, Hindu. Uh, it just happened like that. And I looked around me, and suddenly I I thought to myself, "Yeah, this is this is reality. We are we are just there are people. We are run by people with childhood traumas, just triggering each other <laughs> all the yeah. time. And this is why we have wars, and this is why everything. And suddenly, it became the great cosmic joke, and I just started laughing uncontrollably. And that's one of the greatest memories I have because I realized at that moment that yeah, we are like this. We really are like yeah. this, and that's that is the thing. That, that that I think was maybe one of the first meetings for this peace, in a sense. Yeah. Also, this kind of being able to watch it and say, yeah, it's it's. It is amusing, not not amusing. It is it actually it is extremely funny, too. Right. But yeah. uh, but we can still view it with empathy and uh, this this mm -hmm. this uh, mess that we are in. Yeah. For sure. Well, now I went all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the one of the stories, one of 
my favorite stories that um, have that is part of the part of the light that you hold is one of connecting mm. um, this masculine, this divine masculine wounding to this experience yeah. you had with a tree. And if anybody's listening to that, they know mm. our connection with the trees and the forest and agroecology is incredibly important and how the land is constantly teaching us. Can you, can you sh share mm. that story with me, with us? Of course. Yeah. Cause I was, uh, I was sitting at home. Uh, this is, uh, you know, six years ago and i and i felt this uh pain in uh in my diaphragm that's that's where like i i felt there's, there's this kind of despair around also the solar plexus some kind of self-loathing and despair and it felt unbearable at that time and then i thought what can i do about it and then in my mind's eye i had a vision of a tree that i didn't know of but it but i knew it was situated in a park not far from where I lived, a city park. This is in the city of Oslo. And so I, I told myself, okay, my sense is go and grab a coffee from your local cafe and go and sit underneath that tree and everything will be all right. That so is I, always I the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> so so I just like, okay, fine, fine, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I, I, I at that point learned to trust my intuition, though I didn't know, okay, how, how, what, how could that do anything? Uh, but okay, I, I, it gave me a purpose or at least a goal. So I did that, bought the coffee and I, <clears throat> I, I came to the park and I thought, well, I wonder where the tree is. And then the moment I wondered it, I, I saw it. I knew, I knew where it was. It was there in front of me. Uh, it was like um, a, uh, a, kind of like a sad drooping chestnut and mm -hmm. someone had even painted like a tagged, a tagged with graffiti, a black anarchy symbol onto the bark. Uh, but I, I knew it was that was the tree. But then there was another tree just behind it that was like a maple, which was uh, beautiful and uh, you know in full. This was uh, uh, this was like in uh, in the spring, early spring. So it was it started to really it looked really nice. And so uh, I thought, no, no, this, that the maple has to be the tree. I, I wanted the, you know, the beautiful one. So mm -hmm. I passed the, the chestnut. But then as I passed it, I could feel in the small of my back, I could feel, no, this is the tree, as if the tree was speaking to me. Like grabbing you and, as you went past. Uh, I, yeah, yes. But uh, yeah. as I turned, then I, then, I, then I saw it from the other side. Mm -hmm. And then I saw something I couldn't see from the, from the, that I, and I saw it was wounded, basically. That was my first impression because it had this kind of, what looked to me like, I don't know what the, what, what the word would be for it. Like for, it's not like sap because it looked like almost like pus. Uh, right. it, it was like a, a tapering wound going from the, the roots of the tree all the way, like up to above my height. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and I knew it was hurt, just like me. Mm -hmm. And I said out loud, "What's wrong with you?" And I realized then I have to figure. I have to figure this out. And now I had a purpose. I had a goal. I had to. I had to help this tree. So I walked over to it and I started to look around the roots and clearing away this this very uh, mushy, uh, like uh, like it almost looked like it was something that came from a from a like 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 pus from a wound. And um, 
and I saw there was something similar to a, a circle, like a like an unnatural, or or at least like a very constructed, like perfect mm-hmm. circle. And I thought, is this like a plastic uh, cap for something that's been put there by the by some old municipal idea or something? And I kept on going, and I realized, no, it's it's the it, it's made of glass. And then I saw I, I it, it was the, the the bottom of a glass Coca Cola bottle that had been stuck down into the roots of that tree. And I said, here is the issue. This is the problem. I just knew it. And I had to get it up, but I didn't have anything to dig with. I just used my my fingers. And of course, mm-hmm. people were looking at me as, you know, but I just accepted that and kept on digging. I, I, I tried to go home to get a, get something better, but I only had a screwdriver. So I, I started using that. It helped <laughs> uh, slightly more. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but as I kept on digging, uh, and then I, it took me, I think, about 90 minutes before mm-hmm. I finally was able to get to the bottom of this bottle, and as I, I pulled it out, there were pieces of rotted wood inside it, like uh, like this mm. kind of uh, like a destroy, destroyed ship in a bottle. And as I right. pulled it out, I could see this this tiny circular wound, like in the in the roots of the tree, slightly orange. Right. And uh, and I keep and I, and I and I took that with me. Um, I still have it as like a memory or a, yeah, as a reminder of. Uh, of how, how things are connected because mm-hmm. that, it was almost like it was almost too symbolic to be true in a sense right. you know the you just can't it, make that it, stuff up it, no but it, it was that that was the case and mm-hmm. when, whenever i go to the park i always visit this tree and i sit next to it and i and i feel it knows me and i know it i mean in a way we all do i mean we are all everything on one level yeah but uh but specifically this tree i feel and the the wound is better. It's there is still a, like uh, there is still some remnant of it left, but it's much better than it was, mm. and uh, it the tree looks better as well. So, um, so I mean, but so this thing about you know really connecting to the land, as you say, and uh, finding finding answers in the land, and then seeing your own issues mirrored in the land, mm-hmm. that is something that I that that really started off me experiencing that more as well mm-hmm. and, um, because, because that's that's also you know when you think about the the, the wounding of the masculine in in, in at least in, uh, in in our civilization uh i'm i'm very often drawn to this myth of the fisher king who has this wound mm-hmm. in some sometimes it's in his thigh but they say it's a euphemism for his genitalia that he is he cannot create he's lame and this, right. this lower part, you can't feel it, and it, which is which in a, in, in many ways uh, is reflected of my own p- path in a way that I've kind of been cutting off that part, and uh, and how he sits to try and, and and fish fish in the lake, in the subconscious. That's the, which can be seen as a symbol of the subconscious, right. but he can't catch any fish, and then uh, he's sitting there, and he is the land. He's, as the king, he's the land. So as he is barren, in a way, as he is kind of has lost contact with himself, so 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 the land grows barren mm-hmm. uh, until the Grail Knight comes and asks him, "What is wrong with you, actually, or what ails thee?" And I right. realized suddenly that I asked that question to the tree, yeah. and I that, then I when I read the when I read the Fisher King myth, I realized, oh, I was actually enacting, reenacting, because when the question is asked. When, the, when, mm-hmm. when, when, when we ask the, the masculine, what is your problem? What is your wound? Then we, we heal it. Because yes. in, in a way, we are, we are only, only now it's a question of either the, 
the kind of the sh the shadow or toxic masculine, what you want to call it, the unbalanced masculine, is either just given free reign or is being uh, demonized in a sense, which I understand. But it's not the the question: what is wrong? It's because usually it's seen as this is just a part of what being masculine is to having mm -hmm. to navigate that part. Right. But, I, but that's but that's not true either. So yeah. it's it's it, there's a wounding there, and uh, to 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 get to the wound. You have to ask also yourself, what is wrong with me? And mm -hmm. that's also why I went to therapy throughout my 30s. <laughs> so, right. You know, and uh, to, to get to the bottom of that, to the root, to the roots of the, of the matter and find out what was stuck in my roots. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think, I think in that sense, what is the why masculine? I also think that th there is something about, I mean, I've always felt quite drawn to this, this archetype of the wounded healer. And... Uh, which you know, which comes from, which is also related to this Greek idea of the 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 centaur or the centaur maybe that's what what is called Chiron, who is right. who is hit in his leg by a by, by a poisonous arrow, but he's immortal, so he cannot die, so he has to carry that pain with him throughout his mm -hmm. life. But he becomes a wonderful healer because of it, because he understands other people's pain, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that this understanding of of pain of other people's pain can also be and to be able to kind of help to transmute it can also be part of that that aspect mm -hmm. uh, that's i mean at least i think i have gotten some understanding of of pain and grief and fear i've been going to this, this school <laughs> school right? of fear that's, yeah. uh, that, that's been my like... that's been my uh, that's been my curriculum <laughs> yeah in our in mm. our culture with the divine masculine or the just the masculine mm. where as you've just pointed out like we're either um we're either uh demonizing it you know like the characteristics mm. of control over patriarchy consumerism misogyny like we're either demonizing mm. it or we're giving it full reign but mm. it's it's not the men it's the masculine which is in all of us all mm. all of us have divine masculine and divine feminine inside of us so this chiron it's so beautiful because chiron of course is in astrology and chiron it, placement mm. is always um is the placement is always generational so mm. um for many of us cool. i believe our chiron in our in our generation is in taurus which is connected to the land because taurus is connected mm. to this mm. land also in the second house which is connected to um what we value because it's ruled by venus um and mm. and what we value and money and and um that these aspects but it's very much connected to the land and so i feel that mm. if we can stop polarizing our experience of the masculine of like either just like free yeah. reign or demonization and we can come into that middle ground of um as you've said what is the what is the problem not just what is the symptom but you know when you have a symptom of a disease you combat that symptom but when you recognize the disease that that symptom is coming from, mm. love really is the main medicine, empathy and yeah. love and understanding and working with the disease to unravel it. And that's really, I feel like what we've got to do 
in our societies mm. unravel these toxic characteristics of masculinity so that yeah. we can see not just what we're coming away from but what we're moving towards tune in next week for the second half of this interview to hear about torgrim's story of his quest at a stone circle in england where the spirit of nature plays an important part of torgrim's realizations and in the meantime, if you're interested to listen to In the Borderlands, Torgrim and Mikhail's wonderfully mysterious and folkloric podcast, the link can be found in our show notes. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.